When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, the drive here was like so aesthetically pleasing because of all the colorful trees. Yeah, it kind of like came out of nowhere. I didn't realize I know. The colors were changing. And then one day it's just everything was red <laughs> and orange. <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, okay, it's fall. Yeah, you'd think that someone who walks every day would uh, notice something like that. I actually haven't been on a single walk last week. So I, I <gasps> noticed it when I was driving. I know. And I felt it. How many steps, how many steps have you been getting weekly? Actually... I've been hitting my mm-hmm. 10,000 steps only when I go to the office, though. That doesn't count. You literally go to the office once a week. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice a week. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, that doesn't count, man. And I only really hit it because <laughs> we had a fire drill and I had to take what? 15 flights of stairs down. They made you guys take 15, 15 Yeah. Flights? Well, I was on the, f- the 15th floor, but yeah. there's, there's two flights. Like, there's two sets of stairs. So it's really 30 flights of stairs. Wait, what? Is that, like, legally yeah. allowed? Yeah, because it's a fire drill. But how about the people who are on like the thirtieth floor? They gotta take the stairs <gasps> down. Really? Yeah, I was As so thankful. Yeah. Like can't they like act like, oh, we're walking down the stairs no. and go down like two flights and then be done? No, because they pull the like the they pull the fire alarm. Yeah. The elevators go out of service and then anyone who has like, But it's just a drill. I know, but they're trying to see like, can we actually get out in time? Like or will people die? <laughs> I don't think that's the goal of a fire. Alarm. It is. It's to see that your staff, the people in the building know how to evacuate. If you're going down a couple stairs, I feel like eventually you'll be like, okay, we understand you can go down some stairs. And let me tell you how dumb I was, okay? Because we knew that it was going to happen on this day. Yeah. Like we got an email and I totally forgot and I didn't wear the proper shoes. I wore like heels to work. Who's wearing, why are you being, uh, what do you call him, (laughs) Uh, a try hard? Wow, relax. It just went with my outfit. Nah, like (laughs) who's wearing heels these days? You shouldn't even try when you're going to the office. Well, they weren't like heels, heels. They were like booties, but they had a heel to it. They are privileged to have us there in the office now. True, true. Yeah. But I then was like, I'm not going down 30 flights of stairs with heels on. So you took them off? So I told, little did I realize, I told my two coworkers like, yeah, I'm just going to take off my shoes and go down in my socks. Turns out they're both the fire wardens of our floor. <laughs> they're like, you can't tell us that. <laughs> they're like, no, you can't do that. That's even more of a hazard. Like, here. And then one of them offers me her shoes. Yeah. 
we both didn't think to say, oh, what size are you? Yeah. She gives me size eight flats. They're really nice what flats. What size are you? I'm a six. Eh, two inches. It actually, yeah. I literally almost fell to my death because... It was like clown shoes on you? Yeah, because well, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> you know what I was doing? What? First of all, I wore them with socks thinking yeah. that would help. But I was like, my toes were trying to clutch onto the, onto the sole to like yeah. grip them. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work and then the girl in front of me was like you know what mm-hmm. if you fall like i'll catch you i'm like no you won't you'll fall with me <laughs> <laughs> the so, ultimate trust fall yeah so i had to go down the flight of stairs like that yeah and i was like sweating from how nervous Te- well, actually I was. you said 30 flights of stairs. I, th- I think that's i think that's 15 how would that be 30 technically you're going two. two and up, up down and up or what no 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 it's like so here's the door for the 15th floor right yeah you go down one and then you go down in that second one that's a flight that's one flight yeah even though there's two sets of stairs yeah all right, the 15th, 15th exactly. flights, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but I hit 12,000 steps that day. And then, you, it, the, like, how many did you hit r- on average that week? When I go to the... Oh, no, 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 without the office. I don't know how to check. Why? No. So you can shame me on the podcast? Exactly. No. So I can step shame you. No, no, no. everyone should be getting at least 10,000 steps a day, okay? I do when I go for my walks. Ew, Sada. It? it looks like you only hit like 300 steps today. What is this? I actually hit 800. Thank you very much. 800? Yeah. You know what I'm at right now? I'm going to step here. You I'm probably 7, went because you already went for your walk, didn't you? So? I didn't yeah, I didn't go yet. You weren't going to go away. Yes, I was. Today? Were you? Were you? Absolutely. What, what time? After we, I had lunch at my house. No, after we have lunch, you're going to be chilling. You're going to be like, oh, I'm too tired. Well, I'm gonna walk. No, I'm going to walk it off. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll I'm see. A, I'm a holder to that today. I'm a late afternoon walker. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. like to do early morning. The sun walks. goes down early. You know, we don't have much time. I'm that's just saying. Right, that's okay. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Welcome back to the cousin connection podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're recording this another again on another Monday. So you know, maybe this might be. Actually, no, we're not going to make this a thing. Mondays are not. No. Yeah, give me less days to edit. Yeah. Right. Don't don't promise exactly. that to them. We're going <laughs> to stick to our. You know what it is. We have just had like very busy weekends the past couple of weekends. Yeah. And I think like after next week, we'll be like back to a regular scheduled mm. programming. Yeah. You know, what's the most depressing thing. What? For me, at least, is mm-hmm. waking up past like 930. Today, I mess. I leave message her. I was like, I can't believe I did this. I woke up at 11 o'clock. <laughs> like, <laughs> because when, and when I saw my time, when I saw did the you sleep time. Late? I don't think so. I slept at like one o'clock whoa no but that's normal that's no but you slept long then yeah exactly but like i don't like that anything past that i feel like my day is ruined like i wanted to go on an early walk and like and you know get some work done that kind of thing and like when you wake up that late you just feel like the whole day's over with i don't know i mean depends on how you like for someone who sleeps late i feel like waking up at 11 shouldn't bother you because you still have like the whole day the whole night too nah when i actually it was so bad that like past I think past the time my alarm went off. I don't remember when my alarm went off. I don't remember waking up. Did you turn it off? I don't remember. Oh. Like I literally, because whenever I wake up, usually I don't remember waking up in the middle of the night. If I do, I'll check my watch. It's like, oh, you woke up at this time, but I won't even remember. Uh, Because I guess sometimes I miss the alarm. I don't know Mm. how. For some reason, I think my body was trying to like tell me to wake up past Mm -hmm. the time my alarm went off because I started having like weird, bad dreams. Yeah. Like one of them, I was being chased in a car. And I was like stuck facing backwards, but I couldn't turn around in my seat to oh, like you were also take control of the car. Yeah. But you were sitting in the chair backwards? Yeah. And like I tried to turn around, but like 
I don't know why my foot got stuck under the pedals and I couldn't turn around to like break the car and like take control of it. And then <laughs> I had not had multiple bad dreams. Who was chasing like a, you? I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I think I was just like out of control. Like the car was going at full speed because my foot was stuck on it, but I couldn't turn around to slow, to slow the car down. Okay. And then the second dream was like uh, my... <laughs> <laughs> The second dream was when your recycling bin got too full. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you say your recycling bin? Yeah, got too full. How's that a bad dream? And, and I had one more week left till garbage day. It was just very stressful. <laughs> so you're probably figuring out, trying to figure out like, yeah, like what I'm going to do for a week. It's the most random dream. That's so random. Like, I was actually like having a stressful, like stressful thoughts. Think about like, what am I gonna do? Oh, did I forget to take out the garbage last week? Like, oh why is it so God. full? <laughs> that is actually the most random dream you could ever have. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. Okay, did you wake up and go check the recycling bin? Yeah, I actually checked. You it. did. <laughs> it was one of those realistic dreams, eh? It was like empty. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I think it's because like the night, the, the couple of days before, my mom told me like, because they're uh, not in the city, mm. they're like, remember to you know take out the garbage, take out stuff? the garbage, right? Mm. I think my brain was just like putting that together, like, oh, did I take <laughs> it out? Did I forget? And then I just oh, had a man. weird dream about that. Yeah, and then I woke up. And I then I like jumped out of bed noticing what time it was today. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. I forgot that we were off today. Yeah. And I didn't turn off my like weekday alarm. Oh, so yeah. guess what time I woke up? What? 5.30. 5.30? I was so angry. I was livid. Because I'm like, the one day I can sleep in. Well, you know what it saved you? Google alerts. It actually sent me an alarm or a message the day before, a notification day before. It means like, hey, we know it's tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You might want to turn off your alarm. No. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know. Siri, Google, you step man. your game up. Android gang, guys. Android gang all day. I'm pretty sure Apple will get that in their next update next year. <laughs> <laughs> Not even next year. Give it 10 years, man. They're always behind. Uh, but oh, yeah, man. let's see what's on the docket this week. Okay, so let's talk about some local news, you know, something that's been <laughs> happening recently in a, in a city right next to Toronto called Oakville. Mm-hmm. So at, uh, I think it was called, what is it? The school's name? Ontario, no, Oakville, Oakville. Trafalgar High School. There was a teacher who uh, pulled up one day in a wig, you know, and a oh dress. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the hell? They can't see that, okay? They will now. I'm about to break it are down. Are you allowed to put that on? Wait for the people who are listening too. I know, but I'm just Well, saying. they pulled up. <laughs> In in a dress, in a wig, and also giant prosthetic breasts. And, <laughs> of course, you know, te- the parents had some questions. And uh, the, the students were clearly very distraught about this uh, situation. Um, so, you know, the but, but ironically enough, or not ironically enough, but mm-hmm. this school is known, or Ontario in general, mm-hmm. is really known to be super progressive. Like, to the... Progressive to a fault. Eh, so wait for wait for a second. And then the the teachers and the uh, the um, principal actually defended the teacher for pulling up to the school like this and said that this is their right to be able to come to a school with giant prosthetic protruding breasts that also had these nipples that were pointing out on it. Yeah, and continued to teach the classes. Like this was a teacher who was teaching a shop, like a wood shop. And you can see there's a video where they're literally like cutting wood and they're like their breasts are so big that it's almost like getting too close to the machine to where 
it's actually like a danger to them. Mm. Well, it's not like it'll hurt if they're prosthetic. What? It's not like it'll hurt. If well, they yeah, get cut. yeah, but like it's a, you know it'll pull you in. That's why they say don't wear necklaces and all that kind of stuff or loose fitting clothing in those in those shops. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that this teacher was a transgender. I thought that. <laughs> So like, I I didn't even read the article. I just saw the photo, and mm-hmm. I saw that image of the teacher in the wood shop. Yeah, and I thought the teacher was trying to show the students an example of like why things shouldn't be in the way of the saw or whatever. Yeah, that's mm. what I thought it was. And then I started reading it, and I was like, oh, like yeah. what? And um, so of course, you know, the teachers and the principals they started defending this teacher, saying like, uh, you know, they they have a right to do this or whatever because they're trying to be super progressive and not step on anyone's toes, even though it makes literally no sense. Um, and of course, the parents were super annoyed by this and they start protesting. The students were like, you know, what's going on, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. but it later came out or it's 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 alleged that this teacher actually is known to be anti woke. Mm. and um, is about to leave the school in almost like a giant middle finger to the school. And they knew that the principals and the teachers were like this, the the person who did this. They they knew that the school was like this, so they purposely wore this like egregious outfit knowing that they could get away with it. So they're not actually transgender? No. Allegedly, it's a troll. Like this teacher actually is anti-woke and like wanted to point out the hypocrisies, but like the... Uh, how um, this can be abused or like essentially like how how far off the deep end these teachers and principals and the school system and the progressive movement in general has gone. But I thought you said the principals supported the teacher. They did. So and the w- teacher is anti-woke. So they're like, they know that it's, um, what do you call it again? It's going to create backlash. The teacher knew this was going to create back- backlash. Yeah. So... And they wanted to point out to everyone else how like far these teachers and principals have gone in like their ideas and their things that they hold by like showing that like even if someone does something as egregious as this, mm-hmm. the teachers and the principals will support it. Or at least the principal or the board will support it. That's, yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of work just to prove your point. Hey, he got it. He got he clearly made his point. Right, and I've, I funny th- funny thing is that uh, there's actually some uh, like super cr- progressive like trans people saying like, you know, the, the they might actually be real breasts, and like you know, there's some people who have known to have it's like nah, bro, like they're trying to make it even though they know that it's prosthetic, they're trying to uh, put out like a fake story, not a fake story, but twist the story in a way to make it seem like it was real. So it, I think it just shows that like. This is such a strange situation, honestly. It like, is. It is. But I don't even it's know funny. if I have much to say on this. What? But don't <laughs> you think it's funny how, like, I think I even mentioned it in a few podcasts ago where I was like, uh, we should just let it kind of, like, for me, I don't say anything about it. I just let mm-hmm. it continue because then eventually it will show how ridiculous it's getting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably the most extreme example of how something is so obviously, like, fake and, like, it's it's it doesn't make anyone look good i guess in a way like it's something yeah. so crazy yeah yeah they will still defend it i guess because they'd rather imagine like i th- I feel like they're, they're if, scared of this th- wrath the internet exactly mm-hmm. if had they said like you cannot come to school even though it says here that the so it violates the thing. dress code exactly so that's another thing to point out in the story is that 
even if they were super progressive, this alone like um, violated their dress code. Mm-hmm. So they should have said something about that. But because they don't want to step on anyone's toes, or at least the people they feel will be um, that they're more scared of, which are the progressives, which is ir- kind of ironic at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they will uh, bypass their own dress code to let the teacher do whatever he wants. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I can understand, especially in a school setting where you're a teacher and you have to like, you know, you're responsible for a bunch of students. I think um, I can understand the school allowing teachers to dress however they want and not have like a uniform, for example. But Mm -hmm when what you're wearing is distracting the students from learning, like, I think that's a problem. And this is a very obvious distraction. So my question is, there's actually a couple other stories who came out where, you know how there's all this, this whole BBL movement and like getting just like implants and everything. So there's actually a couple elementary school teachers in America who got BBLs and like, they like made, you know, super thick everywhere kind of look. Uh, and they would wear very tight clothing mm. and they would teach in elementary school. So, like, they weren't transgender. Elementary? They're just women. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So, like, there's also that extreme of it, too, right? Like, mm. people who they are saying, oh, this is my body or whatever. They're not trans in any way. Again, I just feel like, okay, elementary, like, they're young. They're, like, bef- pre-high school, right? Mm-hmm. So, why are you... Like, why are you dressing like that for school? Like, what's... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I know people will be upset and they'll be like, oh, you know, people should be able to dress how they want. Yes, they should. But, like, you're teaching kids. You want kids to... I mean, I don't know if they notice those things. I feel Mm -hmm. like nowadays they probably do because of the internet. They're exposed to everything at such a young age. I just... Personally, I just don't understand that. I don't don't know. Yeah. For me, it always comes back to, like, whatever happened to the idea of time and place? Yeah, like there there's a time, a time and place for everything. Yeah, of course there are certain things we have to respect, like religious. Um, but BBL has nothing to do with religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dressing in tight clothes has nothing to do with, like, you know what I mean. I feel like if anything, um, I I want to say maybe modesty is more is <clears throat> uh, brought up more in in people who, like for people who are more religious, like mm-hmm. they are more likely to dress modestly regardless of what their religion is, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I personally... What we're trying to say, guys, is modesty the way. Follow Islam. (laughs) Become a Muslim today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I just... I don't know. That kind of makes me uncomfortable. What, the idea of which one? This teacher? Or both, right? Both, yeah. It makes me... Like, if I had a teacher like that, I would feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because I don't think... Like, okay, modesty in Islam means a thing but i think that modesty doesn't have to be tied to religion like there it's is, not there is an inherent idea of modesty that i feel like everyone can kind of understand yeah of course maybe people can say oh but that's just because of the generations of um religious indoctrination or whatever they would say but like i think like just common sense in general mm can it gives you an idea like everyone has an idea of what modesty is yeah and when it comes to teaching children, there's a reason that they have ratings for movies, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason they have ratings for for um, uh, just general things that kids can see and listen to. Um, and we start introducing them to those things very early in life by in cases like this. Like, I feel like it will really start to 
break down that idea of modesty and to a point where modesty is like kind of a joke in the future. Mm. Like it, the, the idea of modesty is like almost non-existent. Not necessarily. I feel like, especially in the fall time. In the school system, at least. The hijabi girls know. Mm-hmm. Fall is hijabi girl season. Yeah. You should know. But, um, and I also feel like modest fashion had a moment this year. It was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I think it still is. Like, obviously, it's not for everyone. But I, I still feel like it's mainstream enough that it's not something that's, like, no longer existent. I wouldn't say that. Do you, do you feel like the pendulum is going to be swinging the other way soon enough? Because, like, there's... I feel like everything that that has people on like not the fence but like uh, that's usually in the public eye yeah. like is on some type of like pendulum like whether it comes to politics mm. or even the idea of modesty mm-hmm. or like I, I feel like it was on one extreme to where they're like do whatever you want that like and almost acting like consequences don't exist just do whatever you want and you should be able to do whatever you want and and don't fear the consequences and i feel like eventually it's going to swing the other way until it finds its way in the middle well i think that like there was such a big push for individualism in the last maybe like four four to five years like there Mm -hmm. was a really big push of like be who you are dress how you want freedom of expression whatever Mm -hmm. you know freedom of whatever x um but then (laughs) i feel like we referenced the pandemic a lot but it really was like uh a global shift in in culture and stuff for Mm -hmm. the entire world so the pandemic happened and i think that people it really shit like that was the first time that the whole world had to stay at home Mm -hmm. and kind of like really think about their life and and what's important and what Mm -hmm. matters to them and a lot of people because they're staying at home no longer like makeup sales are going down like Mm -hmm. people beauty influencers who are doing tutorials stopped doing it because what are you doing your makeup for to go to the living room like mm-hmm. you know so i think that in terms of dressing everyone was in sweats like there was the tie-dye sweats yeah. trend and all these different sweat like le- uh what's it called leisure wear mm-hmm. is that what it's called yeah. home leisure what is it called let's just say that yeah whatever leisure leisure wear like the sales went through the roof because everybody was looking for comfortable comfort over um style i believe but like then there was that happy medium of you're comfortable and you're stylish Mm -hmm. and and i think there will always be people who don't feel the need to cover up as much and that's that's their prerogative you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like you can't who are we to say like oh you can't dress like that you know like people are gonna do what they're gonna do regardless Mm -hmm. i think there will always be um people on this spectrum on either ends Mm -hmm. people who are extremely extremely modest where you don't even see any inch of their body Mm-hmm. And there are people who they would probably walk out naked if they could. Yeah. If it wasn't illegal. Yeah. But I feel like everybody knows <clears throat> to a degree that there is a time and place for everything. Like there's a reason there's a reason that people don't walk into a mosque half naked and will respectfully. Well, there are rules set in place for that. Um, if you go to like Turkey, if you go to the Muslim okay, countries. Maybe not, maybe not a mosque, but like a Muslim center. Because technically, you know, there aren't really mosques in North America. Well, there are, but like not. I know what you mean. There, there are Islamic centers. Yes, the people pray yeah. there, but they're not the same. Or maybe there are, and we just don't know. But they're not the same as the ones in actual Muslim countries that fulfill the criteria of what is classified yeah, as a mosque. Exactly. But like when I went to Turkey, like we're already hijabis, right? But yeah. they had signs at the door where it said you had to cover your hair. You couldn't have your arms showing. Your legs. Your mm-hmm. you had to wear like longer um, pants or a skirt. Okay, but let's, that's that's like the point where they're actually saying it 
you have to do that. But like people, if they're going to like our Islamic center or something like that, mm. they they will hesitate to just wear whatever they want. They will try and be more modest or like cover up yeah. a little bit more just out of respect for it because someone they know that aware. there is... Someone who's aware, yeah. But if it was just like a random... Do you think... That, uh, yeah, I guess person. so. I guess so. Ignorance does play a part into it. Yeah, but I think in general, like if let's say like you have a non-Muslim mm-hmm. female friend and you're like, hey, you should come to my Islamic center. Mm-hmm. She might ask you if she's like um, more aware. She mm-hmm. might be like, oh, what what should I wear? Like, should mm-hmm. I wear a shawl or something? You know, and that's yeah. fine. I think that's respectful. Um, and I think you're right. Most people are like that. Mm-hmm. But there are also the ones that just don't care. They'll come however they want to dress. Yeah. Which is like, whatever. Okay. But you're going back, I guess, to the original story is that it shows that... Um, that idea of showing that respect, like even for people who do know what uh, is required when you're in these spaces, like when I when you pointed out the uh, dress code, mm-hmm. they will still kind of bypass those for their own, I guess, agendas and like um, ideas of progressiveness and I don't being, know letting people do whatever they want kind of thing. I, I don't know if it was more so progressiveness or fear of backlash backlash of like like not allowing someone the freedom of expression or or freedom of how to dress or whatever however you want to okay then maybe the thing that points that uh that that this show this story shows is that now people are more fearful of the backlash Mm -hmm. than the actual principle or whatever is going on yeah yeah so instead of instead of truly believing like yes we allow our teachers to dress how they want Mm -hmm. i think the fear of being canceled or the fear of the backlash from the more progressive side of the community, that's mm-hmm. what uh, pushed them to say, oh, yeah, we accept yeah. this, even if it goes against And our, deny their own rules. Yeah, even if it goes against their own dress code, they, they're going to just push for the fact that they accept it. Yeah, and it kind of happens in the Muslim community a little bit. In what way? Uh, like uh, how Muslims try and, you know, kind of skirt around some of the rules in Islam to be more um accepted by the progressive community if that makes sense i don't think all muslims do that not all muslims but Mm. you see there are muslims who are doing that and and if they gain more traction that can be a dangerous not a dangerous thing but it can be really distort the idea of what people believe islam to be i guess but that's a larger issue i guess yeah i think Mm -hmm. that obviously there are you know if you're able to be unapologetically yourself as a Mm -hmm. muslim and you're able to practice your faith without um, allowing the fear of not being accepted or whatever Mm -hmm. um, get in the way, then like that's amazing. And I think that's such a good privilege to have. Um, But then those who try to assimilate into this, like, what do you call it? Progressive, like modern day Muslim Mm -hmm. type of thing um, where you allow certain things that even though they go against your religion, you you just let it slide just to be accepted. But not only that, I guess it it would kind of take them out of some, but they try and, say that it is accepted or at least they try and like distort the words to make it seem like it's something that's more accepted yeah actually there was Mm -hmm. someone um in our comments actually Mm -hmm. for a lot two weeks ago when we was it last week when we spoke about the hijab issue was that last week two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah and someone was trying to say that um women aren't even obligated to cover their hair that's one thing right there and i was like "Mm, yeah we are yeah (laughs) if we weren't obligated not no one i don't think anyone would be wearing hijab some people would but Mm -hmm. it's it's a very clear it's a general consensus yeah (laughs) like you know and and i don't even want to speak on that really because i don't want to give that person attention and if they're listening then 
you know, they said but that we But it's no came- fault to them. It's because they're probably surrounded by people who are probably questioning them again on their, on their beliefs and being like, oh, if you believe this and you're a bad person, and because they don't have any, I guess, good examples around them of Muslims who um, are teaching them the right ways, like they try and find that one little line that might like the loophole yeah one that one little loophole even though if it doesn't exist trying like skirt to to make them feel like they're going to be more accepted by their peers or something i don't know maybe i don't know like that that person did say that we were coming off judgmental for those who don't wear hijab which is actually not true because Mm -hmm. we both have several family members and friends who don't wear hijab and Mm -hmm. i've never judged someone a day in their life i think the topic of hijab in itself is such a large topic and and i think we will eventually cover it um have we not like more in depth in terms of like you know because a lot like we've ever since that one clip that we posted we've gotten a lot of requests for can you talk about like wearing a baya in the public Mm -hmm. like works work space or schools Mm -hmm. um you know the struggle of keeping your hijab on once you wear it like that kind of stuff um so that'll be like a a future topic because it's such a big one that i don't want to condense it into like just Mm -hmm. one topic of an episode yeah but um, no, we're absolutely not judgmental at all. Like everyone has their own struggles. Like don't mm-hmm. just because we speak on Islam, it's because we are Muslim. It's something that relates to our everyday life. But that, that doesn't make either of us perfect in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just wanted to like throw that out there because I don't want our words to be misunderstood or our, like I'm I don't even think we used a judgmental tone, which is why I was like, mm-hmm. how did they get that we were being judgmental in this? Like I didn't understand. Yeah. Well, that's like just part of the course of the internet right like yeah you always come with your own biases when you're listening to something that's um, true yeah and if especially if you don't know the person yeah then it's very easy to kind of distort or at least mis- misinterpret what they're saying yeah and and i mean yeah you're right like no matter how clear we try to be when we speak mm-hmm. someone's always gonna misunderstand it so yeah. like you probably listened to someone before and just because you had your own biases mm-hmm. and maybe you just didn't like the person mm-hmm. you immediately took what they said as something negative you probably can't think of an example right yeah, now, but it's, it's everyone's kind of done it in yeah, some way. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be. I'm not too surprised if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Did you watch the new season of Rami? I haven't. You I, haven't? No, I only watched... Have the you watched f- any of them? Yeah, the first season. Oh, you watched the first season. So you mm-hmm. haven't watched the second season? Did I? Is that when With the he... one with Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, he was in it? Oh, and he was like the, and, uh, one of the teachers in the yeah. No, I watched yeah. that one. Okay, that was season two. Oh yeah, I watched yeah. that one yeah. too. And at the end of it, where he gets married to his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah I watched that. Yeah. So, um, I was watching this, and like immediately as as I was watching the show, mm. I was like, yeah, Muslims are definitely like, there. There's going to be a lot of Muslims on the fence. Mm. I mean, there's going to be Muslims on the fence, but there's going to be a lot of Muslims on like both extremes, on either who hate it or mm. love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like the guy who was kind of more on the fence of it. Wait, did you watch the whole season? I watched the whole season. Yeah. The only the only clip I saw from this new season yeah. is <laughs> this this random duo singing some song. And oh yeah, like bobbing keeping their head it halal like the zina thing. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And like someone's bobbing their head while someone's like, "Shaitan is coming for you." Yeah, you know that was Magic Jordan. 
Oh, was that him? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like it's, it's two of them. Mag- I think Mad Jordan is two guys, no? Yeah, yeah, they're two Jordans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're two Jordans. They're two, two guys. guys. <laughs> exactly. But uh, they actually made that song in there. That, when I watched that, I was I was dying. I thought it was really... I didn't get the context. I was like, what is mm-hmm. this? It was basically like... I feel like it was kind of dig at like Muslim Fest. Did you ever see that video of Muslim Fest recently? I've heard... No. Uh, no. I've heard they, of it. They had like live performers on set, on stage and everything who were like singing and dancing, doing all that kind of stuff. Oh, like similar to like, the episode. Like the Islamic stuff. singers and stuff, like Dean Squad, I think. Yeah, like Dean Squad, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's very polarizing, right? The idea mm-hmm. of Dean Squad and all these different. Do people not like run. them? I thought they had like a huge fat. Fe- well, like that's why I said it's polarizing, right? There's a lot of people who love them and a lot of people who hate them. People hate them? Yeah, because like there's also different sects of Islam, right? People who don't believe this is acceptable, people who do believe it's acceptable, that mm. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it really just depends on like what sect of Islam you're part of and how you grew up, your culture, a lot of a lot of factors. Yeah. Um, and I feel like season three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one thing I noted down here is that if you're gonna watch Rami, just don't think of it as like a documentary on Muslims. Like I feel like a lot of Muslims come into these shows who are made by Muslims as if it's a documentary and that it's going to represent every aspect of Islam. Mm. And like, uh, if it says wrong things here and there, like they're immediately going to point it out. It's like, just remember that this is not a documentary on Muslims. He's not going to represent every Muslim. He's not going to um, show the, depending on what the story, if it serves the story, he'll show the good sides. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, he won't. And then if it serves the story, he'll show the bad sides. If it doesn't, he won't, that kind of thing. So you can, it's, it don't expect it to follow everything that you know. Or like it, it's going to represent Muslims uh, as a representation of Muslims, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not like a loose representation of his life, right? Or is it? No. Okay. No. Like the funny thing is, is that Rami in the show is actually not a good person. And he clearly yeah. shows this in many um interactions in the show mm-hmm. he is not supposed to be a good person a good person or a good muslim both oh yeah in the show he's not even a, like technically he's not even a muslim oh he's oh really yeah like because the, the, the show is supposed to follow a journey mm-hmm. of a guy who's going through like he's like a muslim he becomes devout and then like something happens and he leaves islam and oh. then like and then it's supposed to like follow his ebbs and flows through like his journey through Islam. His spiritual journey. His spiritual journey. And mm. season three is essentially him after after what happened in season two, he basically like leaves Islam. Like he just doesn't believe in Islam at all. He 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 kind of and it's funny because it shows one aspect of that he's a bad person is that um even though he left Islam, he uses Islam to accelerate his business opportunities and like make him a better uh when it grow his business interesting yeah and ironically enough his business is actually selling jewelry <laughs> like chains and stuff that yeah. say like you know how you see like uh dj cal had the allah chain oh. he made that on the show and oh i think it's to point that out um did you like it the show yeah uh yeah i said well, i would like it. it has a really good story mm-hmm. in my eyes mm-hmm. um but it's because I'm able to divorce myself from the fact that like this is not supposed to be representing Muslims, mm. which is very hard to do. And it, and even for me, it was hard to do in certain aspects because I was super uncomfortable for mm. a lot of things that were happening in here, right? Because mm. it covers a lot of taboos mm. in the Muslim community, uh, whether it's like owning a dog, whether it's, um, uh, what do you call it again? Uh, have, getting a second wife. Um, I mean, that, that doesn't go against Islam. No, not going against Like the mm. taboos of like, the, oh. the, the process yeah, yeah, or yeah. like uh the the 
not biases, but like, what is it like, even though it's acceptable, like there's a lot of people who, the stigma behind it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The stigma behind it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the different sects of Islam, like whether mm-hmm. it comes to Sufism and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it just covers a lot of that. And depending on what you know about it or how much you are versed in your knowledge of Islam in general, you will be uncomfortable for certain things. But they do call out. Uh, the cool thing, not cool thing, I guess, funny thing is that they do actually call out being like, there's one character who literally, he like visits him in jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dog that Rami has in the show, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Let's just say something happens to the dog. Mm-hmm. And then he tells the guy who used to own the dog mm-hmm. that like something happened to your dog. And this is the same character from season two okay. who recently converted to Islam okay. and then he went to jail. And you know how in jail, like there's a lot of people who there's a lot of Muslims, like I think 80 percent of the converts in America at the moment. What is it called? Again? Yeah, 80, no, 80 percent of the converts in um, jails, like where people are converting, yeah. are converting to Islam. Wow. So it's a huge Muslim population. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when he tells him what happened to your his dog, he's like. Oh, you know, I, I don't really mind. Like, dogs are haram anyways. Like, clearly, just straight up. He had no emotion behind it or anything like that, right? <laughs> so, uh, he calls out things like that. And overall, I think the show is... It, 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 it's it's a good show. has a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're definitely going to be uncomfortable watching it if you're a Muslim. What's if you're not a Muslim, I feel like hearing after hearing a podcast from Andrew Schultz, mm-hmm. uh, who I mentioned last week... Yeah. Uh, the flagrant podcast he actually had Rami on for a podcast Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is that I don't know if this is a good thing for me I thought it was a good thing but like uh, Andrew who is not Muslim Mm -hmm. was actually introduced to a lot of rules and like things in Islam that he didn't know right Mm -hmm. so I feel like for people who don't know anything about Islam this might be their introduction which People will be like, uh, this is, you know, this is not the best introduction to Islam. Yeah. Um, but at least they have some idea. Yeah. And at least they know the issues that might go on with the, within, the communi- communi- it, within the Muslim community that they're not aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on how you feel about that, that really is going to paint like whether you like this show or not. Or like what you, what, how you see the show, I mean. I mean, I don't think... I don't think Rami, like his name is Rami in real yeah. life too, right? He said he hates the fact that he called the character Rami yeah. and he himself is called Rami because people, they're completely different people. And people probably think that's how he is in exactly, real life. Exactly, exactly. And in real life, he's really, he like he's like, everybody says he's a really good person and all that stuff. And that's what I was going to say is that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think maybe, yeah, maybe he should have picked a different name for the character yeah. because I don't think he thought that Maybe he did know that the mm-hmm. show would kind of get the sort of both ends of the reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he's really, if he cares to be like a Muslim role model. Like, I don't think that was his intention at all. So I don't mm-hmm. think he cares to represent. Like, I don't think he's even coming into this saying like, I'm going to be representing Islam. Like, no, I, he's he just probably saying it like, I'm going to be telling my story or. And not even his story. It's not just his a story, story, but like, yeah, a story. Yeah. Um, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And and if people want to take it as like, oh, you're representing Islam, like, I don't think he sees it that way. Yeah. So. But um, would you watch the sh- would you watch? Would you watch the new season? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. You should watch it. You I can finish watched, it in a day. Yeah, I already, oh, isn't it like 20 minute episodes? Yeah, it's 20 minute mm-hmm. episodes. You can finish it pretty quickly. Yeah. 
Um, I just I didn't know it was out until I saw that clip. I was like, oh, is this yeah, because it's out on Hulu in America, which mm. is not available to us. So I of course you have to find it in certain ways. Wait till I get to Gizman's <laughs> house and then just watch it there. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> we can watch it all together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but also the thing I really liked about his show is that mm-hmm. he has his character mm-hmm. at one point has to, he, he does some dealings with Israelis with uh, Jewish mm-hmm. people. Um, and their bosses in Israel. So he has to go to Israel oh. and like make dealings with them or whatever, right? Um, but of course, when he goes to Israel, it shows it shows a lot of... That episode alone, mm-hmm. I feel like, is a good standalone episode for people to see um, basically what's going on in Israel. I'm surprised he was able to get away with making this episode in Israel. Oh, he actually, he actually went, went there? He went there oh. and filmed there. And they show like how pal- people who are Palestinian mm. have a hard time getting into the country by showing his uncle, who was eventually was not able to get into the country, even though he flew all the way to Israel. He was happy. He was like, I'm finally getting to see my motherland. But he wow. was stopped at the border, and he wasn't allowed to stay in the country. Oh, so Rami's Palestinian. Uh, his uncle is. His, his dad is Egyptian, and his mom is Palestinian. Gotcha. Um, and then also it shows like um, how checkpoints work. Mm-hmm. And when going from the, um, is the supposed Israeli side to the Palestinian side. The border, basically. The border, basically. Mm. Um, and like, it's funny. I don't know if I should spoil You know what? I'm just going to say this part. So like. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just an interesting conversation here is that he was going across the border to meet up with a girl. I guess he found her on like Tinder or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to the checkpoint, you can see it's like all paved and nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he has some issues there. He finally gets through. He goes to the girl's house and he's talking to her. And um, he was talking about the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, it used to be made of like mud. And like it was like super like just worn down and trashy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but you know, it's nice now, right? They mm-hmm. made it all concrete. You know, they put in some like good metal everything looks clean mm-hmm. and she's like i preferred it being dirty because because n- it, when it's cleaned up like that and they made it and they put all this investment into it it feels more permanent oh yeah so there's an aspect to these things that you don't even think about like you were thinking oh why would she be annoyed by yeah. that but you don't think about the psychology behind it right mm-hmm. when they make it something that's when they invest money into it and make it more permanent mm-hmm. it, it reinforces that idea that this is going to go on forever guys yeah just get used to it basically right and the fact that i don't know how he got away with making this episode and it shows how like there's a aspect of the, or a part of the episode where uh he has to get back across the um uh, checkpoint right mm-hmm. but uh because he was gonna be late for a meeting mm-hmm. so he borrows aka steals a kid's bike <laughs> to get to the checkpoint faster right mm-hmm. but uh his friends come and like and kick him off the bike and they like uh, they take his jacket from him mm-hmm. and his jacket happened to have his passport in it oh shit! so when they uh when he went to the checkpoint yeah and they asked him for his passport he's like i i, I don't have my passport you know like mm-hmm. uh these kids stole it from me mm-hmm. and immediately guards like these kids stole it from you what did they do where do they live <gasps> and then he didn't realize what was happening right yeah he got into the, the and at that point the guards were being super nice to him like super like we're, we're gonna get these kids we're gonna make sure they pay or whatever oh my and they God. go to the house <gasps> and then they like take the kid out mm-hmm. put him in a car and take him to jail or whatever oh, shoot. and then uh the person he was dealing with in israel mm-hmm. the m- person he was meeting with mm-hmm. he felt really bad for the kid right yeah so he goes up to doesn't go up to her he mentions to the lady about this story about the kid or whatever and she's like 
oh, you know what? I, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure that the kid is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shoot, I feel I'm really messing. Whatever. Okay. He 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 tells the kid. Uh, I mean, he tells uh, Rami that like, okay, I'll take care of um, the kid or everything. I'll make sure he gets out. I know some people in the higher up government. And then later on in the season, it's mm-hmm. revealed that she didn't do anything. And then he found out by going to the Muslim Fest mm-hmm. and they're raising funds to get this kid out of jail. Oh my God, that he basically yeah. put in jail. Yeah. <gasps> he probably felt so bad. Of course he did. Mm-mm. And it was actually played a big part into his 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 character arc. But yeah. I'm, I'm going le- to leave that to the rest of you to watch. Of mm-hmm. course, there's a lot more that goes on in this show. So that's just a little bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. But it gives you an idea of like the, like how he incorporates a lot of the issues that Muslims are kind of like dealing with i guess yeah uh not only religiously but like from a political standpoint as well i don't know i I just i thought it was a really good episode yeah no i'll watch it yeah like even if you're not gonna watch rami if you're not interested in watching rami yeah i feel like you should watch it just for that episode yeah yeah it does have a little weird parts Mm -hmm. but i think that's because he's a comedian and like just kind of goes off the wall a bit but you know Mm -hmm. it's fine you know it it serves I don't know if it serves the story, but like the the overall story, I feel like kind of um, um, lets you look past those parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll watch it. You should. You should definitely watch it. I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know, there's a internet uh, quartet. <laughs> Are they a quartet? I thought yeah, it was which is them. now which is now the trio. Mm-hmm. The Try Guys are now the Try Guys with a T R I, not a T R Y. Huh? Funny? No? Dad joke, okay, but slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Not at all. But yeah, so these guys, I've been following them since like their BuzzFeed days. Mm-hmm. So there's a four, a group of four guys mm-hmm. um, on YouTube called the Try Guys. They basically are, they do group activities and they try different things basically in their name. Such a um, simple, <laughs> simple concept. But because of that simple concept, mm-hmm. I feel like they really attracted a large audience. Mm-hmm. They were able, eventually they were able to uh, depart from BuzzFeed and make their own channel mm-hmm. and they've been blowing up ever since mm-hmm. and now they've, they're making their own TV show they're on Broadway they had all these things going they're on on Broadway? Yeah Doing and what? that was recent that was recent But what are they doing all on two Broadway? Of the guys, two of the guys Like singing? I, I don't know they do stuff What the hell do they do? Like I'm just I don't know that's not important to the story okay? I know it's just random like but, Broadway okay whatever good for them Well um, as they're blowing up and they're reaching their peak of course one of the guys chose to do something that would just destroy almost destroy it all so ned from the try guys who is known who is known as the guy who says my wife in almost literally (laughs) every episode Mm -hmm. was found cheating publicly publicly with on his wife and when i say publicly i mean like he was in the middle of new york He was in the middle of new york having dinner with this girl and then went to a bar that same night with that girl like someone could have followed them, but I think someone did, oh. and go to that bar and saw them like dancing and kissing on each other. If it just stopped at the dinner, I'd be like, "That's just an assumption. It could have been his agent or something, his manager." But then uh, the bar part. No, I people think... knew because this girl was also like, on camera as well. Oh, she she's was like, like an on like she worked for them, but she was oh, also in some videos as well. And uh, that's ugly. Yeah, and and it's actually funny how she found out because this girl was also in a relationship. Mm-hmm. for 10 years with another guy oh my god i think who also worked at the company and what essentially happened is that those people found took those pictures of them taking di- having dinner and like kissing up at the club and then they sent it to the as a, a dm to the guy her her boyfriend 
who then sent it to Ned's wife and was like, <laughs> yo, what's going on here? Yeah. And then that's when it blew up. And I think this was over like Labor Day weekend. Okay, so like a month ago. Yeah, a month mm-hmm. ago. And the Try Guys, like, they immediately, when they found out, they immediately like put him on leave, or whatever. They started getting the lawyers involved and like kicked him out as fast as they could. They're yeah. not trying to take no smoke for somebody else's no. mistake. They're like, bye, no. Ned. Because, like, when your brand, mm. when your brand is literally just you talking about your wife, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, like, what are you gonna do? Like, you can't, you can't really recover from that. Yeah. Right. And um, it also just it's in a. It would be it would be one thing if it was um, if it was just a random girl, mm-hmm. but when it turns out to be someone that they're working with which mm-hmm. everyone works with mm-hmm. that be- brings a whole nother aspect into it because then you're dealing with like a power dynamic right because he's the boss of that girl right which is a big thing that's been um uh, talked about on the internet especially with the whole me too movement yeah with that power dynamic like with uh, what's his name that guy who uh the director who like made a bunch of actresses like do stuff for him oh um, what was his name again I forget what his name was, yeah, but his name's not important. You know, he's an abuser anyways. <laughs> but um, like there are a lot of executives taking advantage of lower workers. But it's just like anyone who... Or employees, I mean. Anyone who made it. Mm-hmm. Like why Why is it that it's... I mean, I'm sure people who haven't made it, like they cheat too. But like it's always the ones that made it. Their story comes out that they cheat. Like why are you cheating? Like I just want to... I don't understand the psychology behind... I think it's a power that. dynamic thing. How? Like, just having that ability, just, like, oh, shit. To just, like, walk out, or not walk out, but, like, to just go cheat on your partner? Like, that, I don't... Because, yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to get into the head of someone who does that, especially if you don't think that let's, way. Let's find a cheater and interview him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah, because even for me, like, it's so hard to wrap my head around the fact that you had everything going for you. Mm. You have a wife, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a happy family. You're making the most money you've ever made in your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has kids, too? Yeah, he has kids, too. Mm-mm. And he, Come on, Ned. Like, he came out with a cookbook with his wife. Come on, Ned. You had a cookbook and you did this? And he's, like, the most, like, he's a red-haired, like, he's typical a ginger white too? dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, he, he seems like the most, like... Um, wholesome guy? Wholesome guy, essentially, yeah. right? He was the family man. Of the of the whole the whole quartet, I guess. Don't let the looks fool you, Amir. Okay. I, but it just it just seems so out of place, and of course we haven't heard from him yet. Oh, is he or just like, like, like people? He he's made like a statement saying like oh, you know I feel bad blah, blah blah that kind of thing, but there's no video of him like explaining what happened, and I don't think he has to put out a video of that. But I feel like for people who feel like they're invested in them, mm. it, it, to them it feels like a betrayal, and of course it is a betrayal in a way, right? Because you presented yourself as one one thing, and you were a completely different thing. Do you think the pressure of him being the wholesome family wife guy got to him, and that's why he acted out, or you think it's something deeper than that? Um, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Like you don't know if this person was just acting the whole time, even to his own Ooh. wife. Like maybe he was. That's um, messed up. I wouldn't say a bad person, but maybe he was just like, he had some demons that he had to work out that he never did. Mm. Uh, and he just found himself in too deep at that point. <laughs> but I don't know. It, 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 I think it was going on for like a year or something like that before that. Before Whoa. That. He yeah. was cheating on her for a whole year? I don't know how long, but it's been oh. going on for a while, apparently. Like when they called him out on it, on yeah, it, yeah. he's like, yeah, it's been going on for a while. Like it, it wasn't that one instance where it happened. Like it was already a thing. 
Yeah, let's find a cheater and get them on the podcast. Because <laughs> now I'm just like, I want to know. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to look for them. Calling all anything? cheaters. Did you know anything about the Try Guys before this? Uh, I used to, I remember I used to see their uh, BuzzFeed article. So a while ago. But you never watched them? Not since they made the transition to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or like the, I don't even know that they had a TV show. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, that one's actually literally, it just came out. Like the reason they were in New York yeah. was for the TV show. Like to promote it? Yeah, to like, for it to come out. Well, they can't cut his scenes out now. The show's already made. Well, what they're actually doing now, well, I think they're going to rework everything because what they did oh. is essentially um, when they first found out, mm-hmm. they started like editing him out of like previous videos, like cutting him out, well, that kind of thing. That's so extreme. Is it so that they don't have to pay him royalties and stuff? I think because they just don't want anything to do with him. Damn. So they start going back <laughs> into their history and deleting him from older videos. Damn, it's that serious? Yeah, and like all the, because they already... Vi- edit these videos ahead of time right yeah so or film them i mean Mm -hmm. so they actually started re-editing their episodes they already had like down the line to cut him out of it basically that's kind of extreme do you think why would you have someone like that in your episodes look at like all those people who like one direction or or all those bands that lose a member they don't just cut out the verse from that one person who left the band it's it's the reason that they're cutting him out right like those bands when they lose that person they don't lose them because they're cheating they lose them because they just don't want to be in the band anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and especially when it goes against your brand. And, mm. like, you're thinking you're thinking he just cheated, but this is not only cheating. Like, this is going against your brand that you've built up as a character. Yeah. And it's dealing with a power dynamic where you're, where you're cheating with uh, an employee. An employee, yeah, okay. Right? Because you don't know, you don't know if he, when he did this, she felt like if she said no, she would get fired or mm. this might affect... As some aspect of his her future career or whatever mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so she might have just done it to not um cause any issues that's pretty messed up yeah that uh, people are saying oh that's probably not the case like she's probably into it the whole time but you never know right uh it's just it's just re- a really weird and awkward situation that came out of nowhere very unfortunate event yeah so you have no ties to this at all because for me i was like what like because i i watched them before so i'll subscribe to them already oh yeah no i don't, I don't feel any emotions so it's just like yeah you're a shitty mm-hmm. person that's about it <laughs> <laughs> not much else to it <laughs> who would who would be that person for you then like that came out russell uh, wilson who the hell's russell oh, wilson sierra's husband oh or like who i'm trying to think of someone who i don't think i don't think because i don't Jonas? No, actually, you'd like, probably be happy if he cheated on. His- <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Okay. Unless it was with me. <laughs> no, oh <my> God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't think I'm like as attached to the lives of celebrities anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe if like you know someone that I no, I don't even look up to them. So like, but like you know people that you think would stay together forever. Like mm-hmm. if they broke up, I'd be like, oh, that's so like that's shocking. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't wouldn't like so you can't think of anyone like that no because i feel like in hollywood it like it kind of just it happens so often that it's almost yeah but like, now, wow, it's, you now it's spreading you? like outside of hollywood now it's like youtubers and even them like what's mm. the lifespan of a youtube relationship yeah how many of them have broken up no no, no but this is like a wife and kids in fact like yeah. he had this family before youtube yeah but money, his kids are older money and fame changes, changes people mm-hmm. or no it doesn't change people it just uh exposes the the who you are it it it, it doesn't change you but it, it gives you more opportunities that you saying. shouldn't always no, no, have there's a saying for that 
What do you? Let, one, let me Google this. Let me Google. What is it called? Also, don't knock do you the have thing a over. Thing do you know? Who yeah, said whatever. It? There's a better line, but essentially, it's like money doesn't change people; it just reveals who they really are. If that makes sense. Mm. It does. I'm telling you, money doesn't change people. So you're saying if someone cheats, like that's just their identity; they're just a cheater, or is it like? Because because I think so, I've I've seen when like it's why an aspect of who cheat. they are. Is it? Yeah. What if it's like a one-time mistake? Um, I guess that goes between that. That goes to the idea of like once a cheater, always a cheater, or that's just a mistake they made. I really think we should find a cheater. No. If you're an ex-cheater, like you've cheated in the past, like reach out to us. Like let's have a conversation. No, We're gonna that's have not an part open... of my brand. No, I it's okay. I, have a cheater here <laughs> I think I no, but if they're like they've recovered from their cheating ways, maybe, mm-hmm. or if you're still currently a cheater and you don't mind putting yourself on blast, like reach out to us okay because i feel like we can have a really good conversation here <sighs> we'll you know talk about this. We'll talk about this, okay? <laughs> i don't know i just i think it's an interesting topic i'm just now i'm just curious I but don't you ask. believe that that money doesn't change people it, do, it does change people i think i don't believe it changes people or do you think you like you know what let's let's take a break real bit quick real quick and yeah. we'll come back to this okay because okay. i, I want to go deeper into this okay and we're back okay let's let's go let's get into this so yeah i don't believe that money changes people I think it does because no. are you trying to say that like I don't want to call someone poor but let's say they they are they're not rich yet mm-hmm. but let's say they're starting a business right yeah so they're they're dedicated they're doing whatever they're a hard worker mm-hmm. they now make it so now they're considered successful mm-hmm. and then they start doing these things that they weren't doing before they made it no, are you I saying that they inherently they had those traits within them but they were just waiting for that opportunity to. No, when I say when I say it doesn't change people, I mean like who they are as a person. Of course, your 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 status as a like you're going to be in a different tax bracket. You're going to be living in a different place. That if you think about those changes, of course. But you as a person, like if you were a bad person, whether you have money or you don't have money, doesn't change anything. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, like I maybe mean. maybe because you didn't have any power, you could you could uh, you mask yourself as being a bad person. But once you got money. And you had the opportunity to like do something bad towards someone who might have done something to you, mm. and you took that chance. That just reveals who you are. Like, like, uh, look at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, mm-hmm. like, he is he is a good person. Mm-hmm. Even before even before he made money, like, mm-hmm. he had the uh, the 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 drive to help people right. and to do good things. Mm-hmm. And it clearly shows that he didn't he he. Um, he wasn't using it as a mask or like it wasn't a fake it wasn't a front Mm -hmm. because when he actually started making hundreds of millions of dollars he uses all that money to help people yeah that's true like he literally created a channel just so he can um put it towards a food bank oh wow yeah and he literally feeds hundreds of thousand people a day i don't know i just and like okay good and bad are like are are we're talking about two extremes, right? Yeah. But there are people in the middle. Yeah. Where like aren't necessarily good or not aren't necessarily bad. Yeah. When they have like um what do you call it? Whether they had the money or not, mm-hmm. like they, they're not gonna go out and start doing good things with it or whatever, and they're not gonna go out and start doing bad things. I don't know. I'm just trying to say like uh, you're pro- you might be just thinking of extremes. Like don't think of extremes. I just okay. feel like uh, money doesn't change people who as who they are. I, I won't think of an extreme, but I'm thinking of it like Let's say there's a person who's not super good and not super bad. They're just in the middle, like you said. Mm-hmm. But they don't have enough money. And let's say they, they want to do something like, oh, you know, I, I wish I could donate to mm-hmm. a charitable cause, but I don't have the I don't have extra funds. So every time 
they're at any sort of like community event people ask for donations and this person doesn't give donations mm-hmm. from a outside perspective they're like oh that person's so stingy they never give donations mm-hmm. and then let's say now they make it and now they have an abundance of wealth so they can give as much money so people are like oh look they he made this person made a lot of money and now they're donating all the time mm-hmm. from an outside perspective you're like oh they changed for the better they used to never donate and now they do that's from someone else's aspect of looking at them. But like as that person didn't change, they, they always had the intention of donating when they had the ability. Mm-hmm. And now that they have the ability, they are donating. So they didn't change. They just have access to that money that they always wanted to be able to uh, do the things that they wanted to do. Okay. So I think it just comes down to like people are who they are, but mm-hmm. the amount of money they have really dictates what they can and can't do. Yeah. Okay. On that I agree with then. Yeah. And like the amount of money you have won't like a person, uh, what do you call it? Like there are, there are, there are people who are, um, what do you call it? Like they, they present themselves as being morally good mm-hmm. and everything. And, and to go back to that story, they'll be like, oh, you know, if I had the money, I'll donate everything. Yeah. I'll make sure my community is good. I'll take yeah. care of everyone. Yeah. And then the moment they ha- have money, they're like, now nah, forget y'all they move into a new neighborhood and they don't talk to you again mm-hmm. that just revealed who they really were they didn't really care for you they were just talking all that stuff mm-hmm. so they can prop themselves up make themselves look good when but once they make that money they move away and they don't talk to you ever again and I it mean, shows that they never really had the proper intentions to begin with i mean i don't necessarily agree with that because maybe their their intentions were pure they really wanted to help the community but the minute they started making money people started to expect that from them and when people expect things from you, it's almost like you don't want to do it because you're like, I want to give it to you out of the goodness of my heart, not because you're sitting there demanding money from me. Well, that didn't, they didn't change then. They just don't want to feel like they're being um, um, like, exploited. That's fair. That like, doesn't make them a bad person. I don't want to be exploited. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, so they didn't change. If, if someone feels like they're being exploited, hmm. like it doesn't change. Uh, and But then again, that also being a good person like if, if you were a truly on like good good person you didn't really care about the people's ideas of you then you would still probably do it but that's probably uh, uh, an example of someone who's like more in the middle like yeah. they want to do good but if they feel like they're doing if if they feel like the people who are um they're doing it for are exploiting them for it mm-hmm. then they might not do it but they're like that's just who they are as a person but I feel like if you have that much money, you're a little bit more in tune and a little bit more like smart about how you spend it. You don't just mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like when you donate, obviously, like you do, you're not, you're not just throwing out money because you're obviously trying to continue to build your wealth. You're not trying to just get but rid of it How do they change all. as a person? Yeah. You have to, you have to set, you have to first set like the grounds as this person. Okay. This person has no money and this is who they are. Yeah. And then like when they have that money, what did they do with it? That kind of mm. thing. It's a simple uh, scenario you have to break down, right? Like you say, like the scenarios we gave where we said the person who didn't have money but had the intention of donating, mm-hmm. um, but whenever they made the money, mm-hmm. the person who did donate, it shows that like they, were, they weren't masking themselves the whole time. They weren't trying mm. to put up a front in any way. But the person who uh, didn't donate, it shows that the whole time they were just fronting. Like they weren't actually in... in intending to do any of those things or then maybe so consciously they didn't realize they weren't going to do it or yeah because i feel like it's such a common like scenario that people always say like oh you know the money changed you like you're mm-hmm. you're making big money now so you're different 
I feel like they all like that's such a common thing to say to people, which is pretty condescending, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like you're I, I can understand your point. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think I just have to change the way that I like my perspective of it because mm-hmm. I've always it's not that I've thought of that of other people, like even in our lives, like. I don't know, like for those people that I know that are making a lot of money, they've kind mm-hmm. of remained the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't like in the same in the sense of like their their core values and beliefs haven't changed. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you see you clearly have good examples in front of you, like real life examples where you see that money didn't change people. I feel like it changes celebrities, though, and it might not be the money that changes them. It might be the fame. Well, then again, that's a parasocial relationship. You think you know the celebrity, but you, you don't know them. But for example, what? Okay, let's like there are people who give me an example of someone you know as an individual, I don't as know a celebrity. Then you can't really use them examples. You don't but, know them. But it's like very like Amir. It's like it's like one of those examples. You where only see what they want you to see. No, sometimes they get caught with things that they don't want you to see, but it comes out anyways. Like when they're rude to staff at any sort of exactly. So hotel. it's revealing who they really are. But pre. Fame. And and still with those stories, you can't believe those stories because that person who came out with that story might have an ulterior motive. So you're gaslighting them now? What? You're gaslighting who? them now? The staff. What do you mean? You just said those people that came out with the stories might have ulterior motives. Yeah, because you, you never know. I don't believe anything you see. You shouldn't believe anything you see about a person until you have like um, multiple sources that can confirm those facts. I mean... Maybe because you're not into pop culture as much, but there are some celebrities who are known to be like disrespectful people. They're mm-hmm. just they're known because of several people's experience with you them. You literally just confirmed what I said. I said multiple sources that can confirm this. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, my point is, yeah, okay. Obviously, like I'm not gonna listen to like one off. Like someone says, Will Smith comes to the hotel. And they're like, he was so rude. Like exactly. Yeah. That's one person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying I believe that either. Like yeah. I agree. It's when multiple people speak up on it. Like yeah. you, you. But you ultimately, no you still don't know those people. You don't know who they are in their homes. So you can't really use any scenarios trying to judge them. But Amir, it's human nature to judge. You judge based off oh, of yeah, face value. Oh, yeah, you can. Value. But like your, your, your hypothetical won't be valid. I think it's still valid. Whatever. I forget what your hypothetical, yeah, me hypothetical too. is going to be. <laughs> what was I trying to say again? I don't remember. <laughs> Amir. <laughs> You were talking about like... Does money change people? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about how celebrities, you've seen them change. Because but of I, fame, not because of the wealth. Huh? Because when you're famous and you can literally get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Tristan Thompson. Well, because they have power now, right? He's cheated on Chloe so many times. Yeah, but times. how do you know that they weren't that kind of person to begin with? I mean, he's a Brampton man, so that speaks for himself. There you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, using people like actual people as examples is very <laughs> celebrities are actual people too by the way no, I'm, yeah that's what i mean actual uh, people like celebrities as examples yeah doesn't really work if you don't know them as a person like you grew like you know who they are you've seen you've seen where they came from or who they are that kind of thing right because yeah. you've only seen what they show you and, and there are clear examples of where like even paparazzi and all that stuff is all mm-hmm. kind of fake in a way too yeah a lot of times they just get called yeah exactly um on the topic of money <laughs> Oh yeah, well, or the lack of, depending on who you are. Lack of. There's just been there's been this push recently, um, by the Alberta government to recruit Ontario Ontarians, Torontonians, mostly Torontonians, but people in Ontario to move to Alberta. Like maybe it's to help their economy. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. 
they're just trying to recruit all of us over there. And I've been getting so many ads, like so many ads on social media. When you say social media, you know, you just say TikTok. And Instagram. Yeah, okay. And Instagram, <laughs> both of them, really. But like I've been getting, and even YouTube. Oh, okay, because I've only been getting them on like TikTok. And it's always that one white girl. You see what I'm talking about? The one who's like the big lips. <laughs> yeah, I actually know what you're talking about. We can probably find her. <laughs> when I get the ad, which I do like every yeah. time I open it. But like, has it ever made you like stop and consider like, should I go out there? Is the winter really We've winter? talked about this hundreds of times. I always consider moving outside to like Alberta or somewhere. The only thing that's holding me back is the family. But if you're within Canada, you can just take a domestic flight right back. Have you seen the price? We've talked about this too. Have yeah, you seen the have, prices of have. domestic flights we in the city, in this country? Have. Yeah. They're mm. literally more expensive than dri- flying to like Europe. No. Yes. No, it's yes, not. Yes, they are. Oh, well, that's extreme. It's, you know what? Let's pull it up right now. I'm pulling up. So Toronto to London for a two-week trip in November is $830 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops. Can't even spell to save my life. Where are we doing for within Canada? BC or Alberta? BC. What? What's a major city in B- Victoria? Vancouver. Oh. <laughs> Sarah. Um, first to the 14th. Look at how cheap that is. That's pretty oh, good. Actually, that's pretty, you want to go to Vancouver? <laughs> Yo, Loki. Let's go over Christmas break. No, no, no. Oh my God. Okay, Toronto to Vancouver, November 1st to the okay, 14th. Okay, 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 whatever. It's also Lynx Air. I've literally never heard of that. Yeah, I've never life. heard of Lynx either. Okay, a normal ticket. Air Canada. Okay, I don't know what happened with the flight tickets. 278. They I don't heard know what our podcast. With the flight tickets. I think they heard our podcast. They heard now apparently it's, you know, maybe this is because of the mass, mass exodus from Toronto or Ontario in general that oh. this is happening. You know what? Now I'm curious. I want to see how much it is to go to like Calgary. Calgary is probably oh it's relatively the same two twelve okay it's not too bad yeah mm-hmm. okay why is it so cheap now oh I, I think it's know. because the summer's over oh it's cold there yeah yeah that makes sense um okay so what were we saying here the high number of ads I mean we've talked about it before but like now it's kind of just like in our faces at all times like move to Alberta it's great opportunities and they're really marketing marketing it to young people like millennials mm-hmm. and i guess some gen z now because they're all in their 20s yeah right i'm pretty sure they are in, in in their 20s but they're they're marketing the lower um cost of living and house prices which yeah. is like what we complain about here all the time yeah like i think it's the issue the issue is that like for us specifically mm-hmm. i think we're i think we'll be okay because we, now we have like generational wealth we have um big families here like you won't really have to worry about or struggle with when you're in city especially if you have family who can support you but this is going to be really big for like people who are have smaller families right or or parents like our parents immigrated here so we might not have the exact same fair chance Mm -hmm. as someone who's like third fourth or fifth generation canadian we're literally first generation yeah so we don't have that head start that other people that their families like grandparents and great-grandparents grew up here mm-hmm. um but i don't know like will we be okay because sometimes Wait, did I you say immigrants are yeah. com- because actually the thing that the city is trying to like plug that hole with mm-hmm. is immigrants like the reason so because of this mass exodus like mm-hmm. ontario has been recruiting a lot more immigrants to our to to the 
province. They've uh, been bringing them in. Yeah, like, I saw that too. And, hundreds of thousands. And they also, something about their credentials, like they're going to start to accept. Like, yeah. If someone's a doctor in another country, they might actually yeah. like, accept because their there credentials has been, here. There has been a lot of also doctors and nurses leaving. Not yeah, only not only the the province, but even the country. Yeah, it's it's um like travel nursing is so big now, mm-hmm. especially ever since the pandemic. Like we've spoken about this too. Nurses, mm-hmm. any medical or healthcare professional has been like extremely overworked in the last like yeah. two three years. Because they're like, peace out. I'm gonna get paid more in America or Europe or wherever it is yeah. they're going. Like because Ontario kind of has lost a lot of its incentives for staying here. Yeah. Like, can you name me a few incentives outside of the family that we've mentioned? Like, as an individual, if you came to Ontario, what are your incentives to stay here? I think as a person of color, as a Muslim, the thing that would entice me to want to come here is maybe the multiculturalism, like to Toronto specifically. Is multiculturalism really I think something that w- would keep you to stay in a city and overpay for everything? No, but I think it's something that's, it's like one thing on the list because. It's uh, a minor incentive, if anything. It's, yeah, it's a minor incentive. But when you're thinking, when you're thinking about your safety and wanting to raise a family, like you want to pick a city that's safe, right? Like you don't want to have to worry about, you know, are they going to ban hijabs tomorrow and I can't go to work or whatever school? Um, or are they, you know, are they, is it like the South in America where you're worried if you're black that you can't even go for a jog down the street? Like. You know what I mean? Like you have to worry about your safety too, and how are safe those things you really have to worry about in other places on in Canada? I don't think so. Oh, I think there are some racists and like yeah, but I don't think those are things you have to really worry about in like a majority of Canada, at least in major cities in Canada. Major cities, yeah, no, yeah. you don't have. And to And when worry we about talk that. about people leaving, like they're not going to like the boonies; they're going to major cities like Edmonton, Calgary. But when you think about um, it, because they're, they're marketing. Alberta as low cost of living, low house prices, high wages, etc. But mm-hmm. it's very basic economics, like supply and demand, right? Like mm-hmm. if all these people from Toronto or Ontario move over to Alberta, the demand for houses is going to be high. So the prices are going to skyrocket. Cost of living is going to go up. Wages hopefully will continue to go up. I don't know if they have the same problem as here, mm-hmm. but... I but just, have you seen those cities? Like they have so much more room They do for infrastructure to grow yeah that's true you know, the people in the city like we have the worst infrastructure in of any city in the world in any major city in the world mm. and there's clearly we always talk about the bad traffic and the bad construction yeah. there's no incentive for these people to make it any better so it just seems to pile on and get worse and worse there's more condos going up like where do you think all these people in the condos are going to park where do you think they're going to um uh, what roads are going to take, especially for these condos that are being put up outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Like these people are driving. They're going to go on the highways. You know, where are these people going to go? They're going to congest the highways. Listen, the way things are going, Alberta sounding kind of nice. Nah, but no, for, you have to be for real about it. <laughs> I like, know, would I you know. actually go? Yeah, well, I, I went last year. No, would you go to live there? I mean, I don't know if I would. The do answer is no. I know you say your answer is no. No, actually. Okay, remember how we spoke about like every time we travel? Yeah. Um, like the first day you're there, you're like, I can see myself living here. I mm-hmm. did that when I was there last year, and I yeah. I went to both Edmonton and um Calgary and and mm-hmm. Banff too. But like, I was like, you know what? I could I could see myself living here. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But what's stopping you? Because I told you to name the. Because I'm afraid of change. Gosh, why are you calling me out? Uh, I th- I think it's more. I think it's more than that. I don't know. It's because. 
like we were talking about incentives, right? Like the only thing you can mention was like multiculturalism. Oh, from st- for staying here, you mean? Yeah. And like you mentioned safety, but I feel like if you're if if you're moving to the boonies, sure. But if you're moving to a city like Edmonton or Calgary, which has a lot of our people there, a lot of Somali, like um, East Africans, uh, East in Africans in general, in Muslims, general Muslims. So it's not like you're gonna be alone. Alone. I mean, listen. Now that I'm gonna be turning thirty next month, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just have to reevaluate my life. But if mm-hmm. I make that move, would you move too or would you stay here? Me? Mm-hmm. No, I'd have to stay on Thailand. Why do you want to stay here? What? You literally hate it here. Yeah, but I like like I mentioned earlier, we have the generational wealth. We have mm-hmm. the resources to stay here. I feel we like do. we'll be okay. Yeah, but at the same time, like even like sometimes the thought of just going out really like grinds my gears. Like the thought of having to sit in traffic in the on the 401 yeah or like oh let's go to this food place in mississauga don't lie we're always like mississauga oh Mm -hmm. my god like well that's because we put that on ourselves you don't have to go to mississauga for a food place and we don't (laughs) but i'm saying like the thought of just driving in this city is so dreadful now Mm -hmm. whereas like if i was in well now we have the options to just find jobs that are fully work from home which is what a lot of people are doing and that's yeah. another big reason people are moving to these places outside of the mm. city is because they're like, okay, I can just find a job yep. that's maybe even in America, which pays two times, three times mm-hmm. the amount, uh, and I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. Actually, I saw a TikTok about a girl who's employed by a U.S. company, mm-hmm. but she lives in Canada. Yeah. And I think she only has to go into the office like once a month. Yeah. So she'll cross the border, go to her because jo- she lives close enough to a yeah. border. She crosses, goes to work, does her shopping at Trader Joe's and whatever mm-hmm. other American stores and comes back. And that's her one day in the office or yeah. one day out of the month in the office. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just like someone who has to go down, go in once once a month. Like yeah. people, some people don't go have to go in at all. But then it, it comes down to like, do you value company culture? Do you value that social aspect of interacting with your coworkers in person? Or do you just want to get paid and just do your job? Like, I think the pandemic really shifted that devotion to a company to just like, you know what? I want to do the bare minimum and why do you think paid. it's the bare minimum? Cause it is, you can work just as hard at home. I, I was listening to an episode from, um, the huddle talk TV, mm-hmm. uh, podcast. And they were talking about the silent quitting thing. Did you hear yeah. about that? And I don't know why it's called silent. Like they were saying like, they didn't realize why, like they didn't understand why it was called silent quitting when you're just doing your job. You just yeah. weren't going above. No, and it's, beyond. it's not the workers who call it silent. It's the, it's the, employers who call it silent quitting no the employees call it that too no because they've they've adopted that name because the employers were saying that they're essentially saying like just because you're doing the job that you're supposed to be doing and nothing more yeah you're essentially telling us that you're not gonna uh, go above beyond and we don't want to keep you here like you're you're essentially not putting it they, they believe you're not putting in any effort even though you're putting in as much as they require you to put in and then now I'm wondering, like, why are you now expected to go above and beyond, mm-hmm. like beyond your job description? Why are you expected to do that and still get paid just for your job description? Like, why is that an expectation? Yeah. Well, before the incentive, the incentive to do that is because you were going to work your way up the company. But um, so just doing your job is not enough anymore. No, Well, it hasn't been enough for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's always been the company culture. Is for every single company. For every single company. To go above and beyond mm-hmm. shows that you're dedicated and that's when you get a promotion. 
And I'm saying nowadays, people don't care for that. Like, exactly. as long as they're getting paid enough to, to sustain their lifestyle, they don't care about becoming a yeah, CEO Yeah, it's a clash of, a of cultures, right? Of the mm. new work culture versus mm-hmm. the old work culture, right? Right, 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 right. So that's where that silent quitting came from, right? It's the old culture fighting against the new culture. I think once all of the baby boomers are out of the workforce completely, once they all retire, mm-hmm. um, and the generation before us, what is that, Gen Y, I think? We mm-hmm. always have this conversation. But anyways, once they're like kind of on their way out, I think the company culture, like uh, work culture will have an actual shift where mm-hmm. people won't expect you to, maybe, I don't know. I think the world will look very different at that point. Yeah. Because you're thinking about like maybe 20, 20, 20 years 30, from now kind yeah. of thing, right? So, and... Um, people are, I think uh, even their retirement age is going to be very different, right? Because like later or earlier, I feel like it's going to be earlier, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's very hard to predict now what the world's going to look like in another 10 years. Yeah. Cause like things are changing so quickly. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things are changing so quickly and like even things can change dramatically in a span of one to two years like COVID showed us. Yeah, that's true. Like you, you, It'd be pre-COVID, you wouldn't think of any of this stuff that we're doing now mm-hmm. would be possible or even thought of as an idea. Right. Right? Like working from home? What? I know. That Actually, would be impossible to think of before COVID. I remember like when my, when my brother still used to live at home, he would have maybe work from home. Like if he was sick, Yeah. he had that, op- like he had that option. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like an every week thing. It was like maybe once every like four or five months. Exactly. So, but now it's almost... Re- expected to be able to work from home mm-hmm. if you're not required in the office to do anything physical right uh, because we do still have a lot of jobs out there that require to be like doing something physical on the site right yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's always going to be there mm-hmm. but if even there's a hint that like you don't have to be there for it yeah then there's more pushback against it mm-hmm. uh, and people have feel like they have more power in their hands you think and the power is in what, the employees and not the employers? Yeah, that's so that's where the shift is happening now, right? The mm-hmm. power is more into the employees and the mm. employers now. Right. Because people feel like they they have more of like a collective um I don't know. They they feel be they feel more connected. Employee employees in general just mm-hmm. feel more connected. They feel like they can kind of like push for these things right. a lot more. Right. And they feel like they're gonna be backed for it. Yeah. I mean Yeah, they they are they are backed because I think, um, especially in our city, mm-hmm. more people are moving out. So now the the job market is probably going to open up even more because mm-hmm. people are leaving their jobs. Or if they're fully remote, they can still live in Alberta but have a job that where their office is in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the whatever the company is based in Toronto. So I don't know. Maybe I'll consider moving to Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, inshallah, you know, we make enough money from all this stuff. We can choose really where we want. I'm just saying. You know, we, just we saying. can move to Mexico. Yeah. Dubai. <laughs> that was the dream, too. <laughs> and Dubai, not being. You don't want to move there? No, not really. You haven't been yet, right? What? You haven't been yet, right? No. Let's go. I don't know. Just should, just something well, about Dubai. Let's just visit. What? I think I think you should visit. Let's let's go next year. We'll talk about that after. No, camera. but when I, because for <laughs> me, it's like, I can't. You know, like, you know, I could divorce my things from certain things. I mm-hmm. can't divorce myself from the idea of, like, how this place was built versus what it looks like now. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, I'm sorry about it, guys. I'm a good person. You know, I just can't, you know, just, I can't be like, I'm playing, 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 I
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of our podcast. We will be back next week. And don't forget to follow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jump the gun. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to our channel. Give this video a thumbs up. We actually want to know your opinion. I know that you guys um, are really good at, at leaving comments for us. So thank you so much. Love hearing from you guys all the time. It's it's great feedback. Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts on, on the topics that we discussed today. Um, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes, we want to hear from you. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.